What is up? We don't know Sports Nation. Now is the time that we ask fans all across the world to take off the filter, rip off the Band-Aid, and tell everyone exactly what is on their mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for No Filter. share their fandom and what's going on and we got tony and mark representing la and we got kirkland and mike they're representing the jungle and i gotta say hey off the bat guys the rams guys like they're they got the merch i mean look at the backgrounds here you guys are like just in the i I don't know what's happening gotta have i I, I got kids at home all right (laughs) you know what they're going to need it. Yep. They're going to need it. Hey, that's not an excuse, though. I got eight kids, so, you know, you can kind of put yourself up. Nah, nah, priorities gonna... first. And also, you guys need something to cry on after, you know, Joe Burrow throws all those touchdowns over that defense. All right, all right. So, we're going to start it off, guys. We're going to kind of roll through. I'm going to start just uh, with Tony here. So, Tony, just where are you at right now? Where are you living at? And how long have you been a Rams fan? Um, right now, I currently live in the Sacramento area, Antelope to be exact. Uh, I'm originally from Long Beach, California. This is down south. I've been a Rams fan for about 50 years. Um, before they were, you know, when they played the Big A, when they went to St. Louis, when they come back, all that. But now I'm in the heart of Niner country, and it is garbage up here because I get a lot of crap up here from all these Niner fans. And after losing six in a row, it was finally sure nice to win that last one when it counted to get to the Super Bowl because we finally got to shut them up a little bit. So, so uh, you have been a fan when they were there the first time. Were you a fan while they were in St. Louis? Oh, yeah. And, and people always get on me about that. They're like, well, you know, why are you a fan of them? Well, I moved up here from Long Beach. I don't want people hating me because I moved. So why am I going to hate them because they moved? You know, it happens. Stuff happens. And then they came back. So, but yeah, I've been a fan all through everything. So you just had faith that they were going to come back. I understand. That makes no, sense. No, I just loved it wherever they were, no matter what. Hey, there you go. All right, let me swing over to Mark. How long have you been following the Rams? Uh, since the 70s when Harris, McCutcheon, the young bloods. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii, uh, military kid. So all we got there was uh, Rams games from the West Coast. So I've been a Rams fan since uh, the 70s. Okay. It's now, what, what were you doing uh, last weekend? I was at the game, the Niners game. I took my son, my son to station out there in Lemoor. I surprised him with a pair of tickets. We went and we watched the game. It was probably about the best time we ever had. The stadium's beautiful. It's like a resort in there. I mean, I just cannot believe it. It's, it's going to be something else for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great game. All right, so that's stadium. only like a that's only like a two hour drive for you, right? Uh, it's about that's a six hour flight. I'm in uh, southeastern Connecticut. It was a long flight, but well worth it. Okay, and yeah, you're you're a uh, you're a high school football coach too by trade, right? Yeah, I'm a defensive coordinator. Awesome, All right, whose jersey are you rocking? Uh, Woods, uh, USC Rams fan. So I'm my favorite player. I, I wish he was playing, but you know he was at the game. I got to see him. Uh, I didn't get to meet him, but I got to see him, and uh, it was a great time. Gotcha. Hear how we deal with the. Woods and Odell Beckham situation going forward. Uh, that's a conversation for another show, but uh, you're absolutely right. Let's move over to the, the Bengals fans. Start with Kirkland. How long have you been a fan, and where are you at right now, brother? 
Man, I've been a fan of the Bengals really since back in the Carson Palmer, Chad Ochocinco days, back 2005, 2006. Rode with them even whenever at Andy Dalton because I was a big TCU fan as well because um, I'm originally from the Houston area. Big time, actually, Oak Ridge area, Magnolia area. Big shout out to Joseph Osei, who plays for the Bengals, actually, as well, third round draft pick. Um, but right now located in Douglas, but always a Houday nation, no matter what. All right. And then, Mike, last but not least, bring us home, brother. How long have you been uh, rocking for the Bengals and where are you at? All right. So, right now, I am in Phoenix. I'm not Phoenix. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. And I've been a Bengals fan. So, my birthday is Saturday. I'll be 48, 48 years then. I was born into it. <laughs> I hear you. So, uh, what, what's the, uh, well, never mind. I'll, I'm going to get to some of those questions later. Cincinnati uh, native, by the way. I was born in Cincinnati. So, that's okay. how I became a that's how I became a fan. So, so this is truly a nationwide podcast here. We go from Connecticut yeah. to California and everywhere in between. So that's nice. Uh, so let me kick it back up to Tony. Um, what's what's been your favorite? If you had to give me one moment, your favorite moment of as a being a Rams fan, what stands out to you? Oh, the Super Bowl '99, man. That as a stop at the one yard line because going into that game, I'll be honest, I was so scared. Because if they score that touchdown there, I think they're going for two. You know, who, who wants to go for the tie? Because they had the momentum at that time. And you don't want to go over time against Warner and everything at that point. So I really think if they would have scored, they would have went for two. And then who knows what would have happened. So that stop on the one-yard line was absolutely the highlight. All right. Mark, how about you? Are you sharing the same experience? Or does anything else stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I've gone to a couple of the NFC championships. I think I've been to every NFC championship game, no matter St. Louis or whatever, and uh, those are kind of just special to me to be there at the game with my kids or whatever. But, you know, the Super Bowl, obviously, 99 was, was a big thing, but going to those NFC championship games with my kids was uh, really special to me and to them. Those memories will have forever. Hell, yeah. I mean, when you go, that makes it 10 times better. Mr. Brown's a big uh, Atlanta Braves fan, and he got to go to the World Series. And it wasn't a clinching game, but that's probably your highlight, right? Oh, absolutely. There's nothing like a World Series, man. You, you just it, – it was insane. So, you know, we're hoping that, that uh, you know, we don't know sports here. See, I'm actually a Bengals fan. I'm just going to let everybody know that. I, <laughs> I, have, I didn't wear any gear here or anything. Don't yeah. hate me about that, but I – I stick with the shield. They but, suck, but I am what I am. <laughs> I, I, I purposely am, am not in this conversation as far as fandom goes. I got to give it to you guys. But let me go back to Kirkland real quick. What's your highlight of a Bengals fan since you came on in the good time when we got Palmer and Ocho Cinco and all those boys? So what, what's the highlight for you? Honestly, Palmer's highlight, the funniest highlight ever and literally what showed the Houday Nation on what – started on the relentlessness, the fightness and everything. Whenever Carson Palmer trips in the Pro Bowl skill challenge um, <laughs> and got up, laughed it off and act like nothing happened and just continued on and just carried on like it was nothing. Like just that moment right there and just how he had that character and that posture, like that just shows how strong and relentless we were no matter what was happening to us and how much we got laughed at two and 14 seasons, all of that, we still fought. We still stay strong. And I promise you, me jumping up and down in my living room last Saturday or last Sunday night, whenever Kansas City went down, Evan McPherson hit that field goal. Oh, my God. It was a, like a dream come true right there. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> All right, Mike, how about you, brother? What's uh, – because you, you, you have a little bit more of a, uh, a, a history here because you've been a fan for so long. I'm sorry. It's been rough sometimes. Man, but, it's been rough. But give me the highlight for you. 
Um, for me, the highlight would have to been, I would think it was 2002 Riverfront Stadium. This was the year that we got rid of the Riverfront Stadium. So I went to go see the last game. It was like maybe 35, 40 degrees, pouring down rain the whole game. And they beat the Cleveland Browns. So that was the perfect way to go ahead and get rid of that old decrepit stadium. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that I um, went home with some fold up orange bingo chairs, but that, that definitely that definitely was a, a good probability. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. We're not that we condone vandalism at all, but um, right, right. <laughs> All right, so let me swing it back up to the Rams fans, and either of y'all can go first, whoever wants to chime in. So give me your thoughts on this season. Just tell me kind of what your experience was. If you had to give it a grade, like how do you feel about the Rams this year? You know, I, I think personally we met expectations, first of all, obviously, because in the beginning of the season everybody either expected or their prognosticators had us going to the Super Bowl. So we met expectations, but I actually think we did better because we have new coaches in there, you know, the defense, we weren't sure how that was going to, come along um you know we progressed and, and obviously we're progressing at the right time you know because von miller's picking it up a lot lately odell's getting more involved in the offense so you know i think mcveigh did pretty good for what he had to on the fly now we weren't uh depleted like baltimore but we weren't stacked like tampa bay either you know we had to you know mismatch we had injuries in the beginning with acres in the beginning and then our backup running back going down so we had a lot of stuff to go to so i think uh that we met expectations was probably a, a plus side because I don't know if we could have, especially the way Arizona was playing in the beginning. It was looking kind of rough, but yeah, I think uh, overall we met expectations and they're pretty good. I mean, y'all won a playoff that, game last year with golf. So like anything short of the Super Bowl probably would be under expectations, but go yeah, ahead, Mark, I, go ahead, Mark. I don't bash golf. I'm an old fan, so I don't bash golf though. I think that three game losing streak, uh, a lot of uh, question marks came up in that. Um, you could see they weren't, uh, scheming the right way because it wasn't great opponents. They were, and they were getting beat pretty bad in that, that losing streak. And then they won seven of the last eight. And I think they, they kind of figured out what they needed to do scheme-wise, especially on defense. The defense is playing a lot better now than they were in the VNC. A lot, a lot of people question what Morris was doing uh, with coverage cells and stuff. But I think you can see now with, with Miller was a big addition to that. That pressure they bring, uh, they're relying on Ramsey to uh, just get those guys in Weddle. Weddle has been huge, and I was not a fan of him coming back, but he's putting everybody where they need to be. Nick Scott's playing out of his mind. Uh, I just think they progressed the defense throughout the season. I think they're where they need to be right now. I think you hit the nail on the head, but, like, from an outside perspective looking in, like, on paper in the preseason, you had the Rams, you had the Bucks, you had the Packers. If any of those three would have made the Super Bowl at the beginning on paper, it wouldn't have surprised you. Um, and then they, they was kind of up and down throughout the season. You get Beckham, you get uh, Von Miller, the huge pickups, and they're like, they're still not gelling. And then you're like, is, is it going to work? Is it bad chemistry? And then they quickly got past that point, and they went on that roll towards the end of the stretch run, like you said, and here we are. So they were who I'm we not, thought they were. I'll be honest. In the beginning, I'm not a big Odell Beckham fan, you know, so I wasn't really a great big on the pickup. And then the next day, Bobby Trees goes down. You're like, oh, my God, was that a godsend? You know, and it took a while. But, I, I, again, I'm not – as a person, I'm not really a big Odell fan, but I'm sure glad we got him now. I've, I've learned to – he's grown on me. All right, last yeah. question for the Rams, guys. I'm going to switch over to the Bengals. Uh nobody's really been able to buy a championship team. Not that the Rams necessarily are buying, but like they are foregoing draft picks in the pursuit of free agency. So does that, is that an approach that you guys kind of are happy with, or do you worry about the future? I mean, just your overall take on that. 
I believe in getting a known commodity because you don't know what you're getting in the draft ever. So having a known commodity over having something that's unknown, I'm all for it. If it's bringing us the championships and bring us where it is, which it is, then man, let's do it. You feel the same way, Mark? Yeah, the philosophy, uh, what they're doing now, and I was, I was talking to another guy, another defensive guy today, they're, they're going into free agency in the later rounds, and they're getting guys, and their coaching staff is just developing them. I think that's the, if they win Sunday, I think that's the blueprint they're going to stay with. They're going to, they're going to draft, they're going to draft late, get a lot of picks, go to free agency, and they're just going to develop guys. And that's what they've done. And I think that's a good blueprint. I think you can see other teams do that. You know, don't take, don't waste. I mean, how many first round picks really make it in the league? I think it's less than 30%, uh, you know, are, are worth that one first round tag. So I think it's a blueprint that win. I think you see other teams do it. They really do. All right. So oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I can tell you I'm very butthurt over first round picks because freaking Leatherwood <laughs> is God awful for the Raiders. Every time there's a holding call on the Raiders, I'm like, it's Leatherwood. Yeah. Guaranteed. That, that was, uh, that, that showed itself in the playoffs too. Mm. That happened a couple times, but, uh, let me switch over to uh, Kirkland. Let's talk about the Bengals. So, uh, just, uh, thoughts on the season. How do you feel like they did? And uh, just your overall, just, uh, versus expectations, maybe. Man, I'm not going to lie. Looking into the season with preseason with the way Jamar Chase was questioned, the way Joe Burrow still coming off the ACL tear, everything like that. Offensive line struggles and everything, not fully guaranteed. Worried. No. And then, of course, in the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, who were supposed to be somewhat good this year, but, you know, went back to the old days like always. Um, so it, it was kind of hard. And then whenever they started the season, up and down like always, but they wrote it off and Whenever they did that KC overtime win in the regular season, that was a kickstart. And I think that was a big kickstart even for the playoffs. And I mean, it's just unbelievable with what Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase has been able to do. And I think that's actually going to be the draft scheme now. It's going to be if you want your franchise quarterback, you're going to go after his star wide receiver in the NFL if it's possible. I, and especially you see it in the portal already with Caleb Williams and Mario Williams both going to UCLA. So, or both Spencer Rattler and his side end going to uh, South Carolina. So it's amazing. And then for not only that, to be able to witness Joe Burrow with, make history, like the ultimate history, first ever Heisman Trophy winner, first ever national champion winner, and he will win the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl Thanks. winner to hit that trifecta is yes. going to be unbelievable. And he's actually going to, I, I guarantee you, Super Bowl MVP on top of that. Guarantee. He's throwing four touchdowns over that defense. Nothing's all right, that all right, all right. Let's give Mike a chance to chime in just on his thoughts of the season versus yeah, expectations. And honestly, like, just where did you think the Bengals would be at versus where they're at now? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I would I would like to come on here and be able to say, hey, you know what? I predicted this from the beginning of the season. But again, just like Kirk, I'm not going to lie. No, nobody's seen it. Um, as a Bengals fan, we always hope and wish we can get back to to you know 82, 89 when we were up against San Francisco. But we we were able to power through. I mean, a 10 to 7 record that's definitely not the greatest record. However, just like Kirk said. Having Joe Burrow change the whole franchise around. Coming back, I felt that he'd do good this year. Coming back, especially with having Chase as well. Um, you know, it 
they exceed the expectations. I mean, Cincinnati right now, come on. I mean, this, this is a dream come true. And just really quick, I mean, um, I know we're saying we're being honest here. So, Tony, let's be honest. Let's keep it transparent. You guys, you guys are buying it. I mean, come on. You had to bring in people from wherever you can find them at. Let, let's just let's just be, yep. let's be transparent here. I mean, come on. Whatever it takes. Whatever it you, takes. You, bring in the best talent. In any in business you own or anything, you want the best talent. So hey, if, if that talent. helps, if that helps, look, we earned it. Look, the Bengals, we earned Burrow the old-fashioned way, sucking for years and years and years. That's how you get our number one draft. Pick, <laughs> exactly. Right? We we learned to. In the big ticket just for temporary use. All right. Well, we got a lot of young players. I mean, Akers isn't old. Akers is young. Higby's young. I mean, we got some good – Van Jefferson. You young. got two years oh, left yeah. of Stafford. Yeah. You got probably three years left of Donald. You got probably a year left of Von Miller. Okay, I so mean, we got two or three more <laughs> Super Bowl championships in the next couple of years. <laughs> no, no, not like I so. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of the Bengals fans. I feel like – uh, if, if you all would have been told you was going to make the playoffs, especially after what happened with Burrow, and that was probably a win for most Bengals fans just getting in the playoffs because that would have been progress. Um, there was a lot of question marks on paper when the season started, and you guys have persevered despite the offensive line, and uh, you're just not taking no for an answer. And Burrow, man, I think he's the next big thing if he's not already for quarterbacks in the league. So you got to watch out. Especially, especially the preseason, I didn't take Chase on my fantasy team because he was having such a garbage preseason. They would say, oh, is he a bust? Dude, and, he oh said God, that he couldn't it? see the ball the same because it didn't have the white rings on the end of it. You know, you hear <laughs> things like that. Hey, but he's proved everybody wrong. Rookie yeah, reception in yards. <laughs> I mean, offensive rookie of the year. He proved everybody wrong. So enough said. He wasn't a bust. It was a perfect draft pick right there. All right. So no, that, that being said, all this stuff talking about building teams and whatnot, Bengals fans need to realize that they do have about $56 million in cap space. So maybe they'll be buying some pieces here in the next year or two. Hopefully but, that other line. Yeah, at least the right side yeah. of it. Yeah. So, all right. Let me uh, swing back uh, to Tony. Um, let, let's let you kind of diagnose the Bengals here. So when you look at your opponent in the Super Bowl, what are your thoughts? Um, okay, well, my thoughts are, yeah, they definitely got great receivers. Um, and there's A, B, and C. You got Higgins, you got after that, and you got Boyd, and if Uzama's back, then you've got him as a good tight end. So they got great receivers. So, you know, we have good passing receivers and everything, too. So I think it's going to come down to the defense, and I just don't think their defense matches up to ours. I don't think their offensive line. I mean, Burrow's going to be wishing for the days of nine sacks, you know, because I think we're going to put him on his back at least that. I mean, he's going to be running for his life back there. So. I'm I mean, in my uh, mind. Tennessee sacked him eight times and he still won. That's true. That won't happen <laughs> against the Rams, though. I mean, we just got to get pressure on him. And he is a pretty cocky guy. He got he has that swag. He carries himself that way. So if we can get in his head and put him on his back enough times, maybe you know get some pressure and do that. I think that's the key because offensively, I think possibly they can't keep up with us because they have a lot of weapons. And you throw in Mixon there. Mixon's no slouch, you know. So they got the running game to offset it a little bit. So. I think it'll be a good game, but I don't think uh, – I think where it's going to come down to it is, is our defense. So, I think that's what's going to win it for us. Okay, so let me ask Mark. You, you got a defensive mind, at least through coaching, so I'm just curious if you view anything different. What are your thoughts on the Bengals and how do the Rams approach this game? I'm really interested to see how the, the Bengals are going to play defense. They, they really did a great job against Kansas City, that halftime adjustment. They went to that three-man rush. 
They confused Mahomes. They put eight in coverage. They put a spy on him. They, pretty, they made him look all over, and there was nobody open, and, and they got to him. With Stafford, you don't have to worry about a spy because he ain't taking off. <laughs> so they, they can get to him with three guys, that zone coverage. I'm, I'm curious how McVay is going to attack that. You're going to see that at some point. Uh, coordinator for Cincinnati, he's going to mix up his coverages. He's going to disguise that front. I really think McVay is going to have – I mean, you can attack that that kind of defense with screens, tight end screens and stuff. I think we'll see a lot of that, a lot of uh, flood routes. You're not going to be able to throw against that, that eight-man shell. Um, like I said, you don't have to spy Stafford, but I'm curious to see how McVay's going to attack that defense. Their bend don't break. You know, they got probably the best defensive player. I love Donald. I think he's the greatest of all time. But their defensive end, um, he's, he's special. He's got the most sacks in the last two years of the NFL. They're going to come after Stafford. Whitworth is going to have to play a, a hell of a game. But that's the, 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 the matchup I'm intrigued. That Cincinnati defense against McVay and his offense, that to me is going to be the game right there. Yeah, I think Cincinnati is going to be 20. It's just a matter of the Rams can score more than that. Yeah, I, I want to give you a shout-out for that. That was excellent analysis because you're right about the Bengals defense. <laughs> I mean, they, they truly did run a multiple D. Like, if you go back to the – the Titans game, they were playing like three, 300 plus pound guys on the line to try to stop Henry. And then you talk about the difference against Kansas City. So they have uh, kind of shown the mad scientist experimentation there, so to speak. So awesome call out. The only man. thing he was missing was the teleprompter and a few boom and pass. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm uh, old school. I used to with my team. I, that's why I, don't I know. Do Next time we'll get you on, just have like a whiteboard with yeah. you and you can just kind of call <laughs> it out for us. Uh, not, See, I expect nothing less from a defensive coordinator. All right, let's swing over to the Bengals. So, you know, we're, we're feel, I say we, I'm impartial here. You guys have got to feel like you're playing with house money at this point. You're not even supposed to be here. The Rams, you know, were one of the top four or five teams predicted to get to this spot. So now you're going into their house. How do you feel about them when you're talking about the game plan? What scares you? What keeps you up at night? And what do you feel like you can exploit? And we'll start with Kirk. Man, it's kind of hard to break it down because it's not just that they were predicted to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Kansas City, Tennessee were also predicted to go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's not like Kansas City's defense. They actually have the star defensive players in Von Miller, in Jalen Ramsey. They have Aaron Donald, Floyd. I mean, they have that defensive front. But at the same time going in, that's the only thing that scares you. And to see the fact, though, that Joe Burrow is going to be able to sit back there and seeing him taking the hits and still be able to, you know, maintain composure, make the throws and guide, it's going to be very interesting to see if he can continue to do it, especially with Aaron Donald. He's not going to be forgiving either as Von Miller. So that's going to really scare me on those two outside edges coming crashing in 24-7 right on him because – I guarantee you the Rams defense will be bringing those two players 24-7. They will not be in coverage at all. They are going to bring all three of their front men at Burrow 24-7, especially against the offensive line. But if Burrow can do like what he did against Kansas City and just make those adjustments, take the checkdowns, take what the defense gets you and get those quick throws out and make sure you take what it gives you, it's an easy win, especially with Evan McPherson, because we can at least know we can get in that field goal range if it's a tight game and knock it off for the win. All right, Mike, what can you add to that, or do you disagree with anything? 
No, I, I think definitely, um, you know, I, what I would say would keep me up at night is definitely Donald. I mean, that guy's a monster. That guy's a beast coming through the middle. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna be a big issue. Um, you know, Burrow was on his back, what, eight or nine times. That's a lot of times. You can't do that in the Super Bowl and still expect to win. You know, we got away with that one. Um, you can't you can't do that against the Rams, to be honest. So that's going to be um, that's going to be very interesting. I would like to see, too, what they're going to do with um, what are they going to do with Miller? Where are they going to have him at? And you still have Floyd on the other side as well. And on top of that, you got the lockdown coverage with with, with Ramsey. So those are the things that scare me. Bengals definitely have has a lot of star power. We have Chase out there. We have Burrow. I mean, he's a proven winner. So the, the big the big thing for me is, can we protect Burrow? Can we give him enough time to sit back there in a the pocket? Um, I, I think we definitely know that he likes to go for the long ball. He definitely likes to target um, Chase. And I think they're definitely going to try to take that away from the Bengals. Um, one big thing, though, one big thing I think is going to be a key to this. If I'm not mistaken, um, Zach Sater, he was with the Rams coaching staff at one point. Am I am I correct? Yeah, yeah. he's a McVay guy. Yes. Yeah, McVay guy. So I, I think I, I mean, I think that's going to make a, a big difference that he knows a little bit of the inside game. So I'm, I'm looking for that to be the edge. I think with that, though, all the coordinators for both sides, like the guys that uh, Zach Taylor has, they're not really affiliated with anything the Rams have done. And then the Rams, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have lost so many coaches over promotions the past couple of years. It's like a whole new group of talent, right? Yeah, we're about to lose. Those two too. She's gone, too, already. And Morris will probably be gone after the Super Bowl, is my guess, but um, we'll see. But it, it's McVay. McVay brings guys in he knows that – knows his system or, or, or believe what he wants to do. And I just think he'll just – he'll plug in again. He'll probably do it from within this time because he's got a couple assistant coaches that have been with him a long time. Uh, the linebackers coach uh, knows the defense. Um, the tight end coach, which is Phillips' uh, um, Wakefield son, uh, West Phillips, he knows the offense. I think a guy will just step in. We all know McVay runs the offense anyways. So he'll handpick who comes in there. Uh, defense, they got enough stars in there. They got, an, I think they'll keep all those guys for another year at least. They got about forty million in cap room. Uh, Big Whit retires, they'll have another ten million. So I think they're going to try to make this a two or three year run. So he'll bring in guys, or he'll bring somebody from the street, and it will be fine. But those guys are going to go. They do every year. All right, guys, I want to hit you with some rapid fire here as we, we begin to wrap up. So one, real quick, this came from one of our followers, Dan Weiner. That's his real name. He, uh, he wanted to know, this might be more for the Bengals fans. You guys put chili on your spaghetti. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's a Cincinnati favorite, Cincinnati-style chili. Skyline or Gold Star? I'm a Gold Star man myself. Okay, Tony. I heard Skyline's Tony, really good, though. Uh, Tony and Mark, does that make any sense to you guys at all, or is that just nonsense talk? You know, I got the top ramen soup before after I mess it up, but not on spaghetti. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Why not chili on spaghetti, though? Why not chili on anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the way Mark thinks. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right, let, let me ask uh, our Rams guys here. So how does it feel to play both the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl at home, but yet, as I think Tony mentioned earlier, you're technically the road team when it comes to the Super Bowl? Hey, it's awesome to play it there. Um, it sucks being the road team, but it doesn't really matter. I guess we still get to use our own locker room, uh, you know, and everything else. So it, it, there's no change there. It sucks that Tampa Bay won first. Last. They didn't get to play the NFC Championship there, but it sucks that they won last year first to be the first team at home to win it because then we would have been the first. But, you know, 
We'll take it. We'll be the second. We're the first one to have the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl and win it. So we'll take that. All right. So let me ask the Bengals fans this. This come from uh, one of our followers, Trey Morris, who we actually asked if he wanted to come on this segment, but I think he got scared. Uh, sorry, Trey. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. But uh, he wanted to know, when did you guys or do you believe in Zach Taylor? And if you do, when was the moment that changed uh, your mind on how you felt about him? Because it was off to a little shaky start. I'll let Mike start with that one, actually. Yeah, because I still don't fully believe behind him. <laughs> so, look at this point, we're gonna roll with him to the wheels fall off. But for me, um, honestly, it, it really came towards the end of the season and the way he was able to rally his team um, when it would start heading into the playoff time. That that was it for me. Um, hey, he's better than Marvin Lewis, so yeah, that point. that is true. But that that's pretty much it. I mean. Whenever he got into the playoffs and he's been able to rally, then it's made it more hopeful. But at the same time, I mean, it's one year. We got to hope it still rides, though. And I'm hoping it still does ride. I'm praying it still rides. All right. We're going to we're going to wrap up here. The last thing I got for everybody. And I'm going to start with Mike, go to Kirk, then Mark, and then we're going to end on Tony. So we're going in opposite order here. I want, to, I want your prediction, your final score, and tell me how you're watching the Super Bowl. So, Mike, go ahead. And just so you guys know, the Rams are a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite right now, and the over-under is 48-and-a-half. So, Mike, go ahead. Tell me what you got. All right. You know what? I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely jump out here. It's a win. Binger's going to win. We have it. We have a, the momentum going with this. Joe Burrow is a proven winner. Um, final score, I'm going to go with 24-27 Bingo's. And my boss doesn't know it yet, but I will be in L.A. with my family watching the Super Bowl, and I hope to get out there to tailgate. Oh, hell yeah. That's what we want to hear. All right, Kirk, Curry, your turn, hey, You bud. should tag him. Just yeah. That's how he makes the announcement. Yeah, that's right. They'll show him <laughs> on the jumbo board. All right, we got to go, go for out of time. Kirk, you go next. All right, so real quick, Bengals all the way. Final score is going to be 31-28. Last-minute kick for the win, guaranteed. All right, and how are you watching the game? Watching the game at home with my family, just drinking a couple of drinks behind it. All right, another all of that. Mark, what's your prediction and where are you watching the game? Rams 27-17. I either watch it up here at Foxwoods or I'm trying to get a couple of tickets to the game. A, a filmmaker of mine is trying to get me some comp tickets. So I might be there, but if not, I'll be up at Foxwoods watching it in the in DraftKings Lounge. I feel like uh, – what's the guy on the Colts, Biggie? Biggie's our buddy over here off camera. Who's the guy giving away a bunch of tickets right now? Is it uh, – do you know what I'm talking about? Man, there's somebody from the Colts that keeps giving out Super Bowl tickets. Maybe you need to hit him up. He might be able to hook you up. But, uh, all right, last but not least, Tony, bring us home. What's your prediction and how you'd be watching the game? I want to say 31 nothing, but we'll say 31 Ooh. to 20. Grams. Um, definitely watching so it at home. We're going to party. My wife's going to do a lot of cooking and have some friends over and everything. Um, and if I could say one thing before I, before we leave, thank you, Cincinnati. Thank you, Cincinnati. Cause I can think I can speak for all of us. None of us wanted to see Brittany or Jackson Mahomes dancing on the <laughs> 50 line so Thank you, Cincinnati. You're more than welcome for that one. Cause we're very happy for that too. <laughs> I think the world thanks a lot. Sometimes it's the hero you don't, you don't realize you need, right? That's right. That's right. Mark, what were you gonna say, bud? I said, I, uh, Kansas City. We would have, we would have beat them up. 
Cincinnati's a better, a more deserving team. It's gonna be a good game. Kansas City, we would have blown out. See, it's be an know, awesome game. This is what's nice yeah, is they, they like to be a little chippy toward each other, but I don't think these fan bases can really dislike each other. I think you know the the Bengals might feel a certain way because maybe they didn't or didn't get to play the Niners. Uh, and then the Rams are just glad they don't get to see uh, the Chiefs and what what uh, That's true. Just I, we have an easier path through Cincinnati. So oh wow! That's no, 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 no. Styles make fights though. Styles no. make fight. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, good it's going to be a great matchup. Can't wait. Very can't excited wait. to see it. Can't wait. Well, guys, I just want to. Uh, Really just thank you all for coming on the show. Appreciate y'all doing what you do and being on camera, representing your team, talking about the game, making some pretty good analysis, some good predictions. We're a little all over the place. I wouldn't expect anything less than the Rams to go all in on the Rams and the Bengals to go all in on the Bengals. Uh, but, man, we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Make sure uh, you tell all your friends, you know, we're going to put this up for everybody to see so you can uh, – we'll tag you in it and show you on Facebook, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, just wanted to sincerely thank you guys for coming on, and uh, maybe we'll talk down the road. Yeah, All right. of course. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you guys so much. All right, and then uh, last but not least, who day, baby? They're going to win. Day. Who day? Who day? Rams out. That's what it is. Rams out. Let's go. Let's go. Having a thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right.